Welcome to this edition of Three Point Play. It's Friday, December 16th. I'm Justin Nicosia, joined alongside Patrick Hauger and Jack Heenan. And this might be the best weekend of college hoops that we've had in a really long time, aside from any weekend uh, that had like tournament games or conference tournaments. But this weekend, there are five ranked matchups on Saturday. It's the first time since January 17th, 2009, that there was a weekend with five ranked versus ranked matchups in the same game. That uh, set is by Eli, Eli Betger. I hope I'm not pronouncing that last name correctly, but he's uh, the founder of Heat Check College Basketball. So it's a loaded weekend in hoops. We've got a couple of games from this week that we want to talk about, just really the Memphis versus Alabama game and the UCLA-Maryland game. But aside from that, we've got a long uh, bunch of previews uh, lined up for the back end of the show. So how are you guys feeling about this loaded weekend of hoops? I'm excited. I feel like I'm going to be glued to my TV tomorrow. If you're sitting there watching a lot of college hoops from 12, you know, it's from noon on. I mean, we're going to be at the scene all game itself, but once I you get will. home from that, I'll be there. I don't know about you two. But, uh, yeah, once I get home from that, I'm going to be glued to my TV watching a bunch of good basketball. Yeah, you know, final weekend of uh, this first semester, going to go out with a bang with some fireworks with a great slate. A lot of games I'm looking forward to, even some of the maybe non-ranked matchups. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait either. I mean, it's just we've got like nine games that we're planning on previewing, but there's even more games of note. I'm sure we'll touch upon them in a little bit, but uh, let's just start off by recapping the two really only relevant games that had occurred over the past couple of days. We'll start on Tuesday when Alabama was able to eke out a nice win against a good Memphis squad. The final score of that game was 91-88. to uh, Really high score in a fair. Went Memphis was almost able to claw back into it at the end. Uh, it was close throughout, but Alabama had the lead throughout most of the game. But it was a really fun game to watch, and I was hoping at some point, uh, especially towards the end, that Memphis would be able to finally pull it out in the end, but they ultimately yeah. didn't, and Alabama cruised to a to a nice victory to improve to 9-1 and on the year. I don't think cruise. Not cruise, but... But, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you wanted you guys. You guys both had Memphis in that game. I mean, he knows rounding the money with Kendrick Davis was yeah. the best player, 30 points, um, 50% from the field. But Alabama just, I just, that's the type of game I felt like was going to happen. Alabama was able to pull it out down the stretch, high scoring affair. Uh, but Memphis looked, you know, like they can compete with any team in the country, credit to them. But Alabama has too much firepower uh, and just shot much better, I think, from three. That was the biggest factor. Memphis is one for 12, with Alabama going 10 for 27. I know he talked about how, you know, Alabama realizing the three and they were able to shoot at a solid clip for that game. Yeah, just two high-powered offenses going at it. They both shot over 40% from the field, which you don't really see too often. And obviously, like I mentioned, Kendrick Davis was fantastic in this game, putting up 30 points, by far the best player on the court. And you know what? Still, it wasn't enough for Memphis to come out on top, so credit to Alabama for you know withstanding that charge by him and still getting the win. It was crazy, too, that Memphis was able to be in this game against a high-powered offense like Alabama, a team that shoots the ball so well. By going just one for 12 from three, it shows a lot about how uh, not only Memphis is, especially at scoring the ball inside, uh, obviously Kendrick Davis was a big part of it. Even at just six foot, he's able to get inside, get his body inside, get just up a lot of really good shots. Uh, but it also shows how DeAndre Williams has been for this team. He and Davis have obviously been the heart and stone of this team. But it also shows that Alabama has a little bit of work that they have to do along the inside. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it's also worth noting real quick that uh, Kendrick Davis did get hurt near the end of the game. He did. Uh, sprained his ankle. He's questionable uh, for tomorrow versus Texas A&M. But uh, in terms of with Alabama, it's just the way that goes. I mean, they have a lot of athletes inside, but a lot of raw raw athletes. And I'm not, not a huge concern. Memphis just wanted to get into the paint. They're not a three-point shooting team. Um, so they were able to control that, but... You know, threes wins more than twos, and Alabama was able to hit those. So when that happens, it doesn't matter too much about the inside. Yeah, Alabama is also just a very balanced team. They had, I think they had four guys score 10-plus points, and then obviously Brandon Miller scored 24 to lead the way for them. Just a great performance by him. Also, Mark Sears, great performance by him, also 18 points. So Alabama is going to be a team that if they can keep this balanced attack, they're going to stay in this top 25 and continue to climb if they keep winning. Yeah, I mean, they're more than definitely just going to stay in the top 25. Right now, they're the fourth-ranked team in the country. And How much can you climb? Yeah, uh, yeah you can't climb much more. Uh, they, they definitely looked like... Well, maybe after this weekend. That's what I'm saying. They yeah. could. I mean, we'll talk about their game in a, in a little while that they've got a big matchup this weekend for them. I'm bleeding, Nikos. No, wow. 
Do you want us to pause the no, show? It's okay, I keep going, but it's it's my flu game. This is my flu pod. <laughs> but you made me lose I'm my train. Qu- of I'm thought. questionable to return. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, this, this Alabama team—they definitely look like they could be on track. Knock on wood for them, but they look like they could be on track for potentially a one seed. Their only loss so far this year was to Connecticut on a neutral site. UConn's my top team in the country, so Alabama looks really Same. good. They had a lot of score, like it's four scores in double digits, and then Betty Yako had six. They are just—they're a really good, well-rounded team, especially on the offensive end of the floor. But aside, it was—it seemed like it was a bit of an off performance defensively. But usually they can uh, get down and dirty on the defensive end of the floor, <laughs> and I'm excited to see what this Alabama squad can do. What's so funny? That was funny. Keep going. I'm excited to see what this Alabama squad can do uh, tomorrow against Gonzaga. I read something somewhere. I don't know what since when, like how many years ago, but this is the first time I think Alabama's basketball team is ranked higher than their football team. <laughs> wow! Which is like, look, as as an yeah. Auburn football fan, I've got no issue with that. Yeah. I mean, they're obviously a football school, but it's starting to maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, it, will, it will obviously always be a f- it's football. Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, they've been con- consistently good for the last four to five years. So, mm-hmm. and the, they sell out. And what Nate Oates has done for this program is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, they've just, they went from, even six, seven years ago, they were pretty obscure. And over the past four years, Nate Oates has made this team a perennial, really a top four seed contender uh, and a, a team that can contend for top 10 titles, SEC titles. And uh, they haven't done it yet, but I, I'm sure that at some point under Nate Oates' run here, they'll be able to make a Final Four. Who would you rather have, um, Nate Oates or Eric Musselman? That's a. That's that's tough. I'd probably say you Muss. Wanna, yeah, you too. I think Muss is a little bit better of a say, recruiter. Yeah, I agree with you there. Which is big, what? but it's close. It's, it's very close. close. And Oates is a bit better of a of a X's and O's guys. But in college basketball, recruiting's so big, especially now that the transfer portal is so big. I think Muss has just a slight edge over that. What about what if I throw in Dan Hurley? Because you brought up, I was going to go back to because we you talked to we had UConn and. My mom listened to it and was not happy with that. She said that UConn only only played two good, only has two uh, good wins. The overrated, that they should not be the number one. That the we're overhyping them a little bit. Who did she say should be number one then? Purdue. She didn't give it. She didn't. She didn't say. But I mean, not UConn. Probably because they don't like they don't like her. My parents don't like Hurley too much. Leaving URI and mm-hmm. they don't like how he sometimes on the on the sidelines he's doing too much. They feel like that's fair. I mean, look, I I agree that they haven't. They don't have the same exact number of quality wins that Purdue has, but I mean, all their wins, even though they're not top 10 level, I mean, yes, obviously they had the Alabama win, but Florida's a good team, Iowa State's a good team, decent team. Yeah, Oklahoma State's decent. a good team, Oregon's a good team, it's not like they haven't played anybody, but they've been blowing every team out also, like even the, obviously you should beat the, up the mid-majors and the low-majors, but all the other high-power conference teams, even if they're not necessarily top 25 level or top 40 level, are still really good teams, and They've been blowing them all out. I mean, I think the Florida 21-point win at Florida. I know Florida's been a little bit underwhelming this year, but Florida's still a good team. Colin Castleton's really good. And to do that on the road, beat them by 21, uh, really convinced me more than anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that's all for that game. You want to move on to the UCLA-Maryland game that we – yeah, can yeah, I say, some, yeah, you got one more point. Well, no, say with, well, you can you can finish. But when I just looked yeah. up UCLA-Maryland box score, the, the women's one came up from March 25th, 2019. Why does that do that? I don't. I just because a stupid point, but I'm just well because Google always. When, I've had this same thing happen to me for probably this entire season. I don't even. I think it might have happened a little bit last season, but this year it's extremely uh, common. Where I type in a game, I'm like, oh, uh, let's see what the let's see what the Houston basketball score is, and then it pulls up the women's game. More for equality, but they gotta they gotta no, let me course. they gotta let me know that I'm not yeah, I'm, that you you're putting in something different. But then I type in Houston MBB. Because I want to see like their men's basketball. And it still team. doesn't sometimes. No, it does. It, there were like two or three times <laughs> where it did that. But also, usually, because you know how when you Google it, it pops up with like the live score up top and the live stats yeah. and stuff. How sometimes much time's left it, and stuff. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't even show that. It just like has the l- top link to their website. I'm like, okay, come on. Like, I, I just want to see their score. I don't want to have to go through all these like hoops to go and find their uh, th- their score. I just want to Google it while I'm on my laptop instead of having to pull my phone out, load up the ESPN app, wait for that to load, and find it. It's just. Like let me let me see the live score. Well, going back to the game, I did pull up the right box score this time, and Heenan's uh all uh well, all Big Ten f- 
first teamer only had a three points in this I game. Jameer Young struggled. He let me down right after I made that prediction. I mean, really surprising. He's showed up for every big game so far, so I'm not gonna, you know, sway from my prediction too much after that game, but definitely a disappointing performance Can by you him. Can you admit that you jinxed him? You jinxed oh, him. I totally jinxed him. 100%. I know I jinxed him, but I think he'll bounce back. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, but UCLA smashed. Smashed. Yeah. Maryland in this game. I mean, it wasn't even close. Mean, even yeah, it was beginning. over. Maryland, the first half Maryland against Tennessee showed up, couldn't score again. It was like 67-24 at one point. They made it even closer than what it looked like early on. And yeah, I mean, Kevin Willard, that was a classic Kevin Willard performance <laughs> right there. We've seen it for years. I mean, honestly, not really, though, because I feel like in those big home games at Seton Hall, he's always like kind of... Those Seton Hall teams have really stepped up and performed. So I don't know if it's a typical will of performance, but I know what you're saying he yeah. does a rent. Yeah, just a, a game where the offense is offense completely. is non-existent. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, UCLA really just ran the table from the from the tip off. They shot 55 percent from the field. I mean, if you're not going to beat a team when they shoot that well, it's just not going to happen. They were getting whatever they wanted. You know, just fast breaking on them, backdoor cuts, easy drives to the rim. It was just complete domination by UCLA. I didn't even get a chance to watch this game because I was beat right into the Seton Hall game. So I, I went there. I live tweeted during the game. I went to the post game press conference and um, then posted an article to WSU.net if you guys want to read that about the Seton Hall game against Drexel. But uh, by the time I got back, it was like 10, 15 minutes into the game and it was already like 15, 20 points. Uh, I, was hanging out, I was back at the station hanging out with a couple of guys at the radio station. Um, and I was like, you know, if this game ends up getting close, I'll tune into it. But it never did, so I never really tuned into it. But, I mean, UCLA dominated the entire way. And really after the 10-minute mark in the second half, they didn't play any of their starters. A lot of the bench guys yeah. got a lot of minutes. That might have been why Maryland was able to claw back into it a little bit. David Singleton came off the bench, had 24 minutes for UCLA and 18 points. Shot the ball phenomenal, 4 or 5 from behind the arc, 7 of 10 from the field. And a bunch of the rest of the guys on the bench didn't really do much, but uh, they got double-digit minutes. Maryland, I think this is... Obviously, they're not they sh- they're not going to get blown out uh, very often, this Maryland team, but I think this is a little bit closer to the yeah. team that we're going to expect. I think they came back down to earth, had a great couple weeks, but this is more the Maryland team for the rest of the season. Exactly. Not getting blown out, but not, not going to... They're not getting blown out, but they're not going to be... One of the top con- 25 teams. Yeah, and they're not going to consistently be beating these teams ranked in the top 15, top 20. They're going to drop out of the top 25, I would assume, right? Yeah, 100%. That's fair to say. Okay. I mean, unless unless Maryland eh. gets a win this weekend. I can see late, late 20s. Actually, no, they don't even play this weekend. Their next game is next Thursday against St. Peter. There's no chance there. They're 20 right now, and they got blown out. Oh, they're 20? Oh, home. okay. Yeah, That's a, my mistake. Yeah, no way. I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't know who they were playing this weekend. If they were playing uh, like even a decent opponent and then had a convincing win, maybe they'd be able to hang on, but they're definitely going to be unranked. Uh, they might receive a couple votes, but even then, I wouldn't say it's a guarantee because... UNC only received one vote after they picked up their fourth straight loss yeah. and when they dropped out of the rankings. So. And they were ranked higher than Maryland, I believe, at the time. So we'll see what happens with Maryland there. But UCLA uh, definitely is a, is a really good team. I think that, that this is also closer to the UCLA that we'll be seeing. I know they had two losses before it, but the two losses were to Baylor and to Illinois by, uh, com- by both by single digits. UCLA, I think, is a, is a good team. They're finally finding their stride. This is a good statement win on the road, and we'll talk about them in a little bit again, but I can't wait to see what they'll do uh, tomorrow against Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dud of a game, though. We were kind of hyped up for that. Supposed to be the best game of the week and then blowout, but at least hopefully this weekend can make up for it. Yeah. Plenty so, of chances. So, Nikos, you want to jump into some preview games for the week? You want to start with yours? Uh, I'll start off with my okay. first pre-game, uh, preview game of the week. Um you know, I have one that's tonight, but that, that'll be saved later for the Under the Radar. Okay. I'll start off with, I would say the game of the weekend, but every one of these seems like you could make an argument for it being the game of the weekend. But take a look at number four, Alabama, against number 15, Gonzaga, in the C.M. Newton Classic. Not that really, I, I didn't know that was a name for anything, but it's Saturday at 1 p.m. on CBS in Birmingham, Alabama. So it's, quote, a neutral site game. Alabama is favored by one and a half points. That's on the actual line. Um, Alabama, last year they won this game when it was in Washington 
again, it was a similar situation where it was technically a neutral site, but it was like an hour away. Like what from Gonzaga it. did earlier this year with Kentucky? Yes, very similar to that also. Um, Alabama has looked really good this year. Gonzaga, not as much, but Gonzaga has had arguably the toughest uh, schedule of any team in this country, at least out of the power conference schools. But they haven't really done anything with it. Alabama at least has a few of their marquee wins Houston, against Houston. Um, obviously, Gonzaga had that win against Kentucky, but that's probably their best win right now. And Alabama, given the fact that they're going to be home, they're going to be able to score in bunches. And the fact that Gonzaga, again, aside from one or two games, the Kentucky-Michigan State games, they haven't shown out uh, particularly well against power conference opponents. Uh, I'm leaning towards Alabama here. I'm probably going to take them to win, and I would take them. Obviously, the line's one and a half, so I would have no problem with taking them to cover that one and a half. Um, yeah, I've been going kind of back and forth on this game, but my reasoning, so I'm going to take Gonzaga, actually, in this game, and my reasoning is I don't think they really have an answer for Drew Timmy. I just don't see them having a player that's going to stop him. So I think it's going to be really a close game. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, obviously. We saw that, what they did against Memphis, you know, 91 points. Um, yeah, so I got Gonzaga winning this game and a nail-biter probably by, like, five points. I'm kind of surprised with that because I thought it was going to be the only one that was going to be on the Gonzaga train. Uh, I feel like all the signs are pointing towards Alabama, but there's just something, the gut feeling that I feel like Gonzaga's going to come out and uh, shoot very well and just play better. I feel like Alabama's kind of due for a dud. And as you mentioned last pop, this is kind of Gonzaga's last chance at a marquee marquee victory before they enter conference play. So I, I'm going to also go with Gonzaga. Hopefully this doesn't end up like uh, our Maryland and UCLA when we're both on Maryland and the coast <laughs> on UCLA. But I, I think Gonzaga's going to win this game like close, but not like a nail-biter, maybe by six or eight with some free throws uh, at the end of the game. So that's a pretty good pick, you know. I, I disagree with it, but, I mean, it's going to be a nail-biter either way. I mean, I think that all these games are – obviously yeah. one of the games is going to end up being a blowout, but I would be surprised if this is the one that ends up being a blowout. Yeah. My head says Bama, but my gut says Gonzaga. So, so just go with, with the gut. Yeah. Go with your gut. Do you want to go to one of my games now? Yeah. yeah all right, well, go in order. This is what I – I know you can argue it, but I think this is actually the game of the weekend. Uh, number five, Houston – at number two, Virginia. Well, a week ago, it could have been the number one versus number two. Yeah. But they're still top five teams. Obviously, AP can say, say whatever. Uh, two great teams who have had great starts. Uh, Houston's actually favored. Uh, it's either a half a point or one and a half. Fan, FanDuel and DraftKings have different stuff. Uh, but Houston is well, one and a half uh, point favorites. I'm, I'm going to go. Uh, at Virginia, Saturday at 2 p.m. And... Uh, I'm going to go with the home team, Virginia. I think that Houston is probably the better team. But uh, in that environment, a top five matchup, I think Virginia's going to pull it out. It's going to be, I think that's going to be a close game, a low scoring ish game, high 50s, low 60s. Uh, I got Virginia to obviously to win, to, to cover. And I'm going to roll with the Cavaliers on Saturday. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I like, you know, that Virginia's home for this game, obviously. So. I agree with you. I'm taking Virginia in this game. And I just think Houston's still kind of figuring some stuff out offensively. So uh, Virginia's not the team that you're just going to go out there and you're going to figure that stuff out. It's a tough team, good defense. So I think they're going to struggle. And I got Virginia winning, honestly. I think they're going to win by like 10. So Houston's had struggles on offense this season. Uh, so Houston, I mean, Virginia's not that team to fix it. So I agree. Just like a low scoring ish type of game. Maybe not the prettiest basketball to some, but if you like, I guess, college basketball and that type of stuff. You'll enjoy this one. For me, this, by the way, I want to, I wanna, you know, th thank you for deciding between two lines because it just shows how, how easy that can be. Actually, I'm going to scrap that. I was going to try and make a point. But these, again, these are actual DraftKing FanDuel lines. Two not, not but there's two different lines. So you, you, you picked one. I let you pick one. Okay, so if Houston wins by one point, I'm 100% wrong. Just, I don't, just, I'm, I'm wrong. Yes. Wait, well, no. No, the Houston. Because I'm one at half. Virginia spread. If Houston wins by one, then I won't do the podcast for a month. Well, here's here's so here's the thing. Houston. There you go. It's Houston one and a half, and uh, because because th the reason we had an argument because the, it was such a difference that we had to talk about it. It was one and a half point the difference. In this, you okay, have one. one book that has one and a half so Houston's favored. The other book, Virginia's favored. That's two. That's half point bigger of a difference. But they're actual sports books. 
Okay. That's the whole point. Ken Palm is not a sports book. But it's we, just didn't some have, we didn't have dude's metrics. To, we didn't have access just to something some, else before that. But we're still giving you. Okay, you know spirit. what? I, okay, fine. Th- this so, is, so we're not. E- okay, but here's but fine. I get what you're saying. That's fine. But if I had Houston to cover, then I would I would specify what to bet at the certain sports books. But since I have Virginia just to win, it doesn't matter. Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Say nothing. Exactly, because I, I well, I'm, I'm just, care about I the listeners, wanna, I, I would, turn, I I would go turn, a step farther and explain it. I don't like want to turn this argument into a 20-minute thing, because we're gonna, then, then we're going to go down the rabbit hole. We're going to do this every single episode, so we're not doing that. Not every episode, maybe. It's been like two days. Yeah. But well, Nicole, whatever. What's, your, what's your pick? Who do you got? So I've been going back and forth on this, similar to how you were just going back and forth on the last game. Um, I, feel like, I feel like my mind's telling me for Virginia here. My like like gut. I'm just using your phrase. Yeah. My my heart my pioneer. gut tells me to go. You are you are. I, I respect it. My heart is telling me to go with Houston, and I think just Houston is in much more dire need of a of a big win. Obviously, they their best win really on the year is is St. Mary's, and St. Mary's. I know you say that they play in a high school conference, which is is true. But they're Saint the Mary's, second best team in the high school conference. The I'll give I'll give them that. that at least. And they've they've looked relatively good this year. Um, but it's not the same caliber that a win like the Baylor win or the Illinois win that Virginia has had will earn them. And in the American Conference, you're not going to get the same level of opportunities as Virginia gets in the ACC. Obviously, you have a couple games against Memphis. You have a few other teams that might be able to sneak into the tournament, like uh, Cincinnati. But Virginia, or not Virginia, but Virginia has those opportunities to get those big wins. Houston doesn't have them to the near uh, same extent. They're at desperate need for a win, and that Alabama game, they looked really dominant for like 30 minutes. They need to finish out, but I think they can because they have real experience on this team. I know they didn't last time, but uh, Alabama was also a really experienced team. Alabama just ended up pulling it out in the end. But Houston, yes, they've had some struggles at times shooting the ball, but we've also seen at the time they could shoot at will, get like 10, 15 points in a five-minute stretch. I think that they'll be able to finally pull it off, string it a little bit together. I know they're not going to probably score a lot. I don't think either team breaks 60 in this game, but if they have to make a shot at the end of the game at some point, I think that Marcus Sasser might be able to do so, and they'll play just with a little bit more urgency than this Virginia team, and Virginia even has wait, had wait, a... Wait, wait, So are you taking Houston? Or I'm you taking, taking Houston. Okay. Yes. It's kind of funny that your reasoning for taking Houston is kind of my reasoning, or maybe yours too, for taking Gonzaga. This yeah. is like the last chance before... <laughs> Entering conference play and this and that, so it's kind of just flipped now. That's true. That's that's actually a, an interesting point to make. I, I also, I mean, I like, I like Alabama. I mean, yeah, I know obviously the other Virginia, other reasons behind yeah. it, but but that is that is interesting. I didn't think of it like that, but I mean, I'm sticking with I'm sticking with Alabama in that game. I'm sticking with Houston in this game. And let's not pretend that Virginia hasn't been stumbling either. I mean, they only beat JMU by five points. They beat Florida State by five points in the last two games. So it's not like Virginia's been world beaters either uh, for the past week or two. Yeah. I think it's a close game for sure. Definitely. Um, so I'll talk about one of my, my games I'm going to preview. I like – so the game I'm going to talk about is Indiana versus Kansas at Kansas, number 14 at number 8. This game is at 12 p.m. on Saturday, so I don't know if we'll be catching it. At least I won't be because I'll be at the Seton Hall game. But definitely a game if you're home to definitely tune into. It's going to be two very talented teams – going at it two stars with Jalen Wilson and Trace Jackson Davis going at it should be a very very I don't think high scoring game honestly I think a lot of defense a lot of tough buckets but you know again this is a game I really wasn't too sure about I was like hmm this team could win well this team will definitely cover but after you know thinking it through a little bit I think Kansas is going to win and I think they're also going to cover the high spread of minus five and a half so should be a close game I really can see Indiana covering and still losing, but I'm going to go with Kansas at home winning and covering. You got to go. No, of course you got to go. Cause you want me to go? Me and Heenan are sounding very, way too similar the okay. first couple uh, picks. Now, I really, I really wanted to go Indiana here because I think, honestly, that they are the better team. Really? I think Indiana's the better team. Wow. I, I, I just. I disagree, too. But. but. To each and I feel like I feel like Trace Jackson Davis, Xavier Johnson, uh, Ray Thompson are really good. I know Jalen Wilson is on Kansas, but I like the, the three-headed trio of Indiana a little bit more. I think they are more talented. If this play, game is played on a neutral, uh, you know, ten times, I think it'll still be close. But I think that Indiana probably wins that six, maybe seven times out of ten on a neutral. But 
Seven out of ten times, Indiana beats Kansas on a neutral side. I lean more towards the six, but I think they win more than they lose. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was seven out of ten. But I, I, I digress there. The fact that this is in Kansas, and Kansas is, as we all know, a top five toughest place to play in college basketball, I just can't pick against Kansas in this game on a money line. The spread is where it gets tough because five and a half is a decent spread. But it's a great spread. I, I it's, it's a really great good spread. Intensive. I hate it because I don't know which I hate side to go on. Yeah, me neither. I feel like Kansas could definitely run away with this. If there's a game, if there's a world where this game ends in a blowout, it it's going to be in Kansas's favor. Favor, but I think Indiana has the talent to cover the five and a half point spread. I don't know if they will because it's a, again a good a good Kansas team. A really sports. You never know in sports. sports. Obviously, you never know what happens in sports, and it's the best one of the best college atmospheres. Uh, in the world, but I, I guess I'll say Indiana will cover. I think part of it is that finals week is up, or I, I don't know how Kansas' schedule is, but um, either people are going to be studying for finals, or if their finals are over, they might be going home. So maybe the fans, it'll yeah. still be, it'll still be a really raucous environment, but may not be to the same extent. And Indiana, I, I, yeah, they'll cover that five and a half. I'm not confident about it, but I think I lean towards that, like 55, 45 percent. All right. Nikos keeps po- loves pointing out that it's the finals week, and that but I'm gonna stick with my initial initial thought. I'm gonna roll with Kansas. I thought Kansas would win. It's the spread that was giving me the biggest question mark. But I just don't. If I see Indiana covering, it's like they win. They lose by like five. If it's not five, I don't think to keep it that close. So I'm gonna go Kansas to win and also cover. Mean Heenan need to not pick the same game next time because we're gonna be wrong in every single one. I feel like. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm not really that good at this either. Well, again, it's sports. You said, I mean, I mean, yeah, it's so unpredictable. you can do all these metrics and look at it. You can Ken Palm it even. Yeah. But, I mean, there's just so it's just some stuff happens, and you're just like, what is going on? Like, it doesn't even make. S- it never. It never. Does. This year, this college basketball season so far has been so unpredictable. So much wild shit has happened. It's just, I don't know. The only thing I can predict is Michigan winning the national championship for football. But well, other than that, like, it's just college sports is ridiculous. I mean, how are you going to win the national championship when Ohio State smacks your ass in the final? I will bet you a lot of money if, if that happens, me and you. I mean, I'm not. Georgia is going to be uh, Ohio State. It's going to be close, but. Yeah. Ohio State, I think, give them a run I saw some, like, TikTok. It was good. Like, Ohio State, obviously, recruits are the same. It's off topic. Recruits the same recruits, uh, this and that, and they're going to be hearing for a month, two months that they suck and got smacked around. They're going to have a little more energy, I feel like, that maybe they punch them in the mouth, but. This Michigan's going to beat Georgia. Also a random point. I hate Jim Harbaugh is the GOAT. I hate how there's, like such college a, football. there's such a big gap between the uh, conference championship games in football and like the actual college football playoff, right? It's like a month off they get. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Because yeah. why not? Well, they're doing it now. They're finally expanding to, what, 12 teams? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it would have been a no-brainer to do that years ago because you have all this dead time that you could be playing these games. I don't know. I just think it makes, a little bit, it makes no sense that they do that. But I, th- I think the whole idea is, A, I'm gonna bring up the word again. Finals, they love, no. they love, they, they, they let the, do with finals. they let no, they let the players, they let players take the, their finals break, get the, all their classes and everything done. That's why today's the first bowl game that we're even seeing, um, and then they want like the first week. So of, what about what about those kids though? They have finals too. They're playing in a bowl game today. Most of their finals, I'm assuming, are probably around done by now. But who's, who's playing today in the bowl game? How, uh, how do you? Wait, have, I think how do you have any idea? Games, Troy is the other game. So I'm do you know? How, do you have any idea of Troy taking the? Like, how do no, you, I don't know. But but assuming we're one of the latest schools in the country to go and we're almost done with finals, I'm right. assuming most of the other schools are probably, if not entirely done, at least halfway done with their finals. Why the hell are we so late? Yeah, we're a Christmas school. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, Miami, Ohio versus UAB is on actually right now, 13-10 to 10 in the third quarter that nobody cares about. But yeah. what was, I mean, live bet. You can live. What's the live odds? I can, I, I'm not oh, looking It doesn't matter. Right I'm not I, looking right now. I wish this was like a live like radio. I would, I would give my... Yeah, it would be cool if we could make the show go a lot. Maybe one day. Have someone call in. I would love that. I would love if people called in or sent in uh, questions from mailbag. People you, Nicosia. You would, not, you would not like that. People would be like, I can handle this. <laughs> you, okay. Anyway, um, Nicos, let's hear your second game. Uh, My second game yeah. is between number six, Tennessee, and number nine, Arizona, on Saturday at 10.30 p.m. on ESPN2. The real line is uh, Arizona favored by two and a half points. And uh, Arizona, just a quick point. You just proved my point, though. You said a real line. 
yes. real line. Okay, good. I'm not. I, I was never known. saying that the Ken Palm isn't the real line. Okay. I'm just saying when we have sorry, one no, thing. I'm sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. Arizona. Yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, or no, Wednesday. I'm getting my days mixed up, man. It's finals week. Uh, they received their IARP punishments for their level one violations that they received a while ago. Uh, Sean Miller did not get any suspension or anything. I mean, it makes sense. He's not even at Arizona anymore. Uh, they also did not receive a postseason ban. They had self-imposed one years back, so uh, the IARP said that that was part of why. They had a $5,000 fine and a couple of recruiting uh, restrictions, but it was pretty much a nothing burger. It was a slap on the wrist, which I feel like most of these recent uh, violations are going to be added towards. Towards what? Towards being slapped on the wrist. Oh, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean... I mean, Sean Miller was the head of this, and so yeah. why punish Arizona if he's not even there? Exactly, so, and mean, then why g- punish Rhode Island for him also? Yeah, so I got it mixed up. That's Archie. Yeah, Sean Tech Xavier. Sean yeah. Xavier, whatever. They're, 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 they're whatever. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think the NCAA gets a lot of shit right, but with this one, they got, it makes sense that they didn't punish Arizona considering the guy is not even there. So and the players on the roster aren't even the same either. So it's, it's barely even worth mentioning, but yeah, that's what happened. Slap on the wrist, who cares? I just figured okay. I had to say it. Like yeah, Kansas, yeah, it was like yeah. five years ago, four years ago. Like, I mean, cool. And it was not in, I know it came out. I don't, I didn't even look at it too much. It didn't look like anything major, but. Yeah. So what do you think about the game? What, what are your thoughts, Nikos? Um, so this game is in Arizona. Yep. Arizona's the favorite by the two and a half points, like I mentioned. I think Arizona goes out there. I think yeah, they're the most electric offense in the country. Tennessee's the most stifling defense in the country. It'll be a really interesting matchup to see how that ends up playing out. Defense always travels, so it could be difficult for um, Arizona to go up against that, especially if they have an off-shooting night. But Tennessee, I know they've they've played better over the past couple of weeks, but I'm still not totally convinced that they would reach that preseason top 5, top 10 level that a lot of people were giving them. Uh, Arizona, I think, is, is the better team. I like the small spread. Um, I'll take them to win and to cover the two and a half. Um, but if Arizona goes cold shooting, which is possible, because again, teams like I said with Purdue last year, it's no matter how electric your offense is, your team, your defense could fade away, and defense usually almost always stays, especially even on the road. So Arizona, I think they'll win, but there's a there's a chance, obviously, a decent chance they don't. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I got Arizona winning this one. I think the fact that it's home obviously helps. That environment's gonna be insane. Like you said, though, Tennessee's defense is very, very good. And, again, another good point you made is defense does travel and offense can disappear. So I do see people that will maybe pick Tennessee. I don't know what you got, Cal. We'll find out in a little bit. But, um, yeah, I think Arizona's offense is going to be on. They'll play off the energy of that crowd, and they're going to get the win, and I think they'll also cover. I want to be different here. I, I really do. Just because it's so close and you're both on Arizona, but I'm also going to be in Arizona. Just because, I think being at home, he says defense travels, but, I mean, offense doesn't have to when you're at home. I will say, you know, it's a little surprising because usually the home team gets about, what, three points in terms of the spread. Yeah, that's uh, so, what So the Tennessee being is. two and a half, you know, makes you, like, Vegas probably wonders or thinks that Tennessee may be the better team if it was a neutral site game. Uh, but, again, I think the biggest factor will just be the environment uh, in Arizona. So I'm going to pick them to win and to cover, but, like, barely cover like it's like you're sweating it out at the end of the game hoping they don't like foul or a shot or something like that so i have arizona to cover and win it could be one of those games where arizona's up to tennessee gets the rebound holds for the last shot and you're just praying that they don't hit a buzzer beating three to go over i don't think it's like as i think it's like not as you know, Arizona was averaging like ninety points a game. I think it's in like the seventies, maybe mid seventies is where I can see so this maybe game in the seventies. It's very possible. Obviously, Arizona shouldn't, probably won't get ninety points in this game, but I mean they're still a really good mm-hmm. offense. I, possible if they break eighty, I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. Um. So I, I mean, I guess there's more games to go, but those are the three like well, four big ones. If you had to pick one game that you only had to watch and you can't watch the other three. Would you? I would say I. Th- I feel like Virginia Houston is going to be the better game. Well, I don't. In terms of, well, I don't. I feel like that's not going to be like a fun but a- game well, to watch. That's almost. what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm getting All at. Right. I think Tennessee Arizona would be the most entertaining game to watch because the Houston Virginia game is going to go at a snail's pace. It's going to be a lot of defense. 
Um, but Tennessee, Arizona is going to be going around like that. Everybody's going to be playing really quickly. And um, theoretically, if both teams are on, they could both be shooting 35% from three, like 45, 50% from the field. So that game could be a really high-flying, high-scoring game. Yeah, I agree. Um, Cal, what do you got for your next game? All right, so moving on. Um, on Saturday, we have North Carolina versus 23 Ohio State, uh, the CBS Sports Classic. So obviously you can find that on ABC and Fox. But um, I think that – obviously it's a joke. CBS Classic, you can find on CBS. Yeah, it took me a second. It was a bad attempt at a joke. But North Carolina is actually favored in this game wow. by one and a half. Ohio State is coming off that uh, – Incredible lucky win against Rutgers when they won by one and it wasn't out of bounds. But in North Carolina obviously dropped those four games, but it came back and won the last two. wasn't uh, anything, no great opponents, Georgia Tech and the Citadel. Uh, so another opportunity for UNC to kind of get their mojo back. And for Ohio State, you know, they played Duke, but they only have like a marquee win. This could be uh, UNC isn't what they were preseason, but it's still a very good team uh, nationally, all that. So I think this is going to be a great game, the first game um, of the Classic. And I want to go with UNC to cover and win. Um, I think they have more talent. I don't know, it's, just, it's something different. It's an MSG. They get a little oomph to them. They're not going to kind of sleepwalk through the first half. I expect them to kind of come out, uh, get a little bit of a lead, and then kind of hold on late. I think Ohio State's going to have a late push, but in the end, North Carolina's going to win in overtime and cover, though, because it's only one and a half. Okay. So, a UNC overtime win is my prediction. All right. Well, I'm riding with you on the UNC pick, but I think it's not going to be a close game. I think UNC is going to come in there and smash Ohio State. I say this because, I mean, Ohio State, I mean, should have lost to Rutgers at their home stadium, like their home arena. And Rutgers, as we saw, is not an impressive team at all. Oh. I mean, if you want to talk about teams that you should you should have beat, I mean, look at the teams that – UNC should have been. They should have beat Iowa State. They're better than Iowa State. They Iowa State's probably better than Ohio State, though, yeah? No. Uh, I don't think so. Then Rutgers, you mean? Maybe. Then Rutgers, yes. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Probably. But, I mean, that, North Carolina, then their other losses are all explainable. But some of the games that they even won, they looked bad and should have blown them out. They didn't. So, I mean, I don't know if you can really pull the, oh, they should have beat Rutgers card when UNC. Well, I'm pulling that card. That's, I'm pulling that card. And I think UNC goes in there and beats them by 10, at least. By double digits, wow. Yeah. Goes in where? Well, MSG. Yeah. yeah. I think... I hope so. Fuck yeah. Ohio State. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm really interested to see where Leaky Black matches up defensively because uh, Ohio State's like top scorers, Zed Key, Justice Suing, and Bryce uh, Sessenbog are all forwards. So that again. Bryce Sensenbog? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> say it now. Say it five times fast. No. <laughs> They're all forwards, and obviously Leaky Black's a guard. I don't know if he's going to be guarding any of them, but he might go out there. He might be put on Sean McNeil, the West Virginia transfer. And, I mean, McNeil isn't very – I mean, he's good, but he's not the same level as those other three guys who are scoring constantly in double digits. So if, if, um, if Leaky Black is put on one of the forwards and can succeed because he's one of the best off-ball – best defenders in college basketball. I like UNC's chances, but I just don't know if he's going to be put on them. They might be just too big of a body for him to handle, and uh, Herbert Davis just might not decide not to put him on them. And if not, I feel like I like one of them, at least one of those three to be able to go off, especially suing or key. I like their one of their chances to take over the game, and I think that Baycott has been doing much better recently, but I don't know if he's had the same takeover potential that he did last year. So I, I just like Ohio State's chances to have somebody take over a little bit better than uh, UNC. And I'm going to take Ohio State to win here. And, I mean, obviously they're going to cover their, the underdogs if they win. You win Ohio State sweatshirt, so I saw that one coming. But Just because it's red? <laughs> it looks like an Ohio State, like the color and stuff. It's, it's literally just red. There's I don't, no yeah, design we're, we're on five it. For, we're five for five right now. It's the same, same ones. Yeah, it makes me right, a little. We'll see. We'll see on this next maybe one. maybe we're just both geniuses. Maybe. Um, all right, so my second game, we got uh, this is the same event, right? The same CBS Classic, so you can watch it on ABC, right? As Calgary mentioned. <laughs> so UCLA number sixteen versus Kentucky number thirteen. Um, this game is right after um, that North Carolina Ohio State game, so this will be at five fifteen p.m. on CBS. Yes. Probably so, will get pushed back a little. Probably, bit. Yeah, probably get pushed back a little bit. So. 
as we mentioned before, UCLA beat Maryland on the road, so they're looking to build off that and continue that momentum. And then, you know, Kentucky, just looking to add to their resume, would be a huge win from them, probably bump them into the top ten if they win this game. Uh, the real line is UCLA, UCLA minus one and a half, and I actually like that line. I think UCLA will win, and I think they're going to cover. I think they just have all the momentum. Offense is rolling right now. I think they're just going to go in there, and I think they're going to win by like five or six. Uh, we have the same thing, but you know what? I'm going to switch it now because it can't be six. Five, I can see six. Nah, now we're pushing it. It's so close. Calgary is so easy I think that by can, what other people I, think. It's I, so obvious. I think, dude, that was a good dig. Thank you. Untrue, but a good dig. Um, yeah, I'm going to go Kentucky to win. Screw it. I'm going to go another overtime game. Kentucky wins um, by like maybe like six or eight. I think UCLA is good. They're going to jump out to like a solid lead, I feel like, in the first half. Kentucky is going to like Ohio State be clawing back, but they're going to get over the hump. And if Oscar Sheedway can stay out of foul trouble, that's the biggest if. He's in yeah, foul trouble, then I would, I would obviously. Right, but like, you can't predict foul trouble for guys. <sighs> no, no, no. I take it back. You didn't, it does, it's a podcast. It's not a fa- UCLA. I'm like, no, I'm sticking with my gut. I can see six for six, actually. Okay. I couldn't see five for five. We still got three more games of this, so it's not We like do have Yeah, yeah. The these are like the, obviously like the big ones. Yeah. Yep, UCLA is going to win and cover. Okay. But still overtime. But UCLA is going to win in overtime then. Gotcha. All right. In overtime. Okay, so overtime. Because honestly, she was going to foul out now because I was thinking about it. I think he's going to foul out in like the first minute of overtime, and then they're going to be able to take control. If it does go into overtime, that severely raises his chances of fouling out. Yeah. Wow. This this game might be the toughest one for me to pick because I really want to pick UCLA. I think they are around as talented as Kentucky. I think Kentucky might be a little bit more talented. UCLA is more well-rounded. But I don't know who's going to be able to stop Oscar Shibway. I think Shibway could go off for a, potentially a 20-20 game. If he does that, I think Kentucky has a, a, I mean, will win if he gets 20-20. I don't know who's going to be guarding him. I mean, they really are a guard-oriented team, team UCLA. Shibway should just be able to outsize them. Um, I do if Shibway gets into foul trouble, like you guys said, it's definitely going to be a big problem for Kentucky. But I'm just not going to go off of that, and I'm just going to I'm, I'm going to roll with Kentucky. I think Shibway is going to go off. Um, maybe Wheeler gets a couple threes. Um, the freshman, I'm forgetting his I'm forgetting his name. The the who hit the threes against Michigan? Yeah, yeah. Who uh, I thought really it, good I thought it was Carter, but uh, Harmon, Harmon, some shit like that. That was Carter. Let's see. I for, uh, I kind of I sh- we should know that, but we should know that. I'm, I'm, dude. I'm. I think it's. I think it's something. Look up Kentucky. I'm doing that right now. Roster. Because he, I mean, he's really good defensively. He could be able to stop Hawkes or Tiger Campbell. Um, Casey Wallace, not yeah. Casey Wallace. Okay. And what did shoot, I say? I don't even know. What you, I, I forgot what you said. Wallace. I think. Yeah. I said Walker. Maybe. I forgot what I said. No. But Casey Wallace. Yeah, he can shoot three ball and is really good defensively. I think he could be. Obviously, Shibway's a big star of the game, but Walls could be the X factor. I think he uh, has a decent game also, and I think he, uh, Kentucky pulls out a big victory. Okay. So that uh, that does our big slate games for the week, and then we you know we have some under the radar games for you guys to that we think you should tune in to. Definitely worth watching. So Nikos, you want to kick us off with yours? Yeah, uh, my game. It's almost not even under the radar. It is just because this slate is so just packed compared this to the rest of the slate. That's the reason why. But it's the, uh, I guess, biggest game of the night tonight, Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1. Creighton takes on Marquette. Your favorite team. My favorite team. Which one? I it's, wonder who's going to yeah. pick in this game. Well, here's here's the thing. I, I, I mean, he does hate your grandpa, right? Is that why he's always picking <laughs> against Creighton? Forgot about that. Yeah. Just reminded me. So this is the second game of uh, a doubleheader for the Big East. It's the first night of Big East action. Georgetown plays Xavier earlier on in the, in the day. Georgetown, um, we're not really going to talk about them. I was trying to find a nice segue to talk about how Louisville got their first win oh, against yeah. Western Kentucky. We got to talk about it. We, we always said to, that we would. We have to, we have to mention that. Uh, do we, do we want to talk about that for a minute before yeah, we I finally w- get into the I was pick? saying, I thought, I think I said like really one of the earlier shows, I'm like, if they lose this game, which obviously they ended up losing, they're going to go 0-10. And I ended, they they won that game to go 1-9, right? Yeah. They're 1-9. Yeah. You I jinxed thought, it again. So I jinxed it. I said it way back, though, so I, I thought they were going to go 0-10, if not more. Um 
And Western Kentucky, I don't know. I mean, usually they're okay. I guess they're yeah. not very good this year if they're well, losing. Western losing Kentucky was favored by seven and a half points. Well, it was only their second loss on the year. Exactly. Yeah. I want I want Louva fans in the program to thank me. They won because the first time I actually bet against I bet against them. I bet West Kentucky spread. And that's why they won. Probably was already ruined, so it didn't really matter to me. But the reason they won because my I jinxed Western Kentucky, and they could finally win the game. So, if if Louisville fans wants to send me money the rest of the season, I will continue to bet against your team in order for you to win. But if not, I'm done. I will say on behalf of all of all Louisville fans, thank you, Calgary. But we're not spending sending you money. Fuck you. I'm sure that's just what all the. Not even a, what is it? Even, you're not even a Louisville fan. I know. I said on behalf of them. So I'm. I'm you don't sure. again. Just like you don't you're know. The voice of the Louisville. You don't know where. Yes. Yeah. You don't know where. I'm sure Troy's that's what they're is. You don't know anything about Louisville. I'm sure that's what all their fans are thinking though. No, they have like three teeth. They're not thinking that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How are you going to say that about Louisville? Because I know them. I speak with. Yeah. I love you, Louisville. I didn't mean it. <laughs> you do have three teeth though. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. It looks good. It's new style. <laughs> Nikos gonna have three teeth in a few years, anyways. So. How. Cause you're gonna, I don't know. You, I don't, I don't. Like, I can't predict the future. You get your flu shot. I did get you it. You don't brush your teeth. I do. <laughs> Every day. Well, no, I just you're, you're trying to talk shit. I like Louisville. I'm. I wanted to connect with their fans, and you came in here and speaking on behalf where you don't know a single person from the state of Kentucky and trying to like talk shit on me. I'm not gonna like accept that. Okay, so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if like, you feel that way. I'm sure their fans are also sorry that. I shared that. You don't know any of the fans, so you can't speak for them. Okay, let's move back to the Crane versus Marquette game. Um, I think this line is at minus three because they're probably expecting Cockbrenner to not play. There hasn't been any official word on his status for the game uh, yet, at least as of he's gonna play. half an hour ago. I, I mean, I don't know. We thought that a few days ago. I mean, he's My inside sources are telling me he'll Another, be playing. Who are you? No, he is stepping in with stuff you don't know. We're just <laughs> saying stuff that we just don't know. I have sources. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the people. I, ref- I actually. I. You know what? I think the president's gonna be at the game tonight. I got a source. Joe True, Biden's right, showing right, up. Right. He's gonna be courtside at the Creighton Marquette game. Just a source of mine. I was gonna make. I was gonna make another stupid joke, but I, I'm gonna refrain. Smart. Um, not not politically charged, but I was gonna just Surprise. bounce off of that. You brought up politics. Nikos could go on for an hour about some bullshit. <laughs> um, Creighton Marquette. Yeah, this game. I mean. I guess I just got to keep rolling with a gimmick because Marquette is going to win cover. Creighton sucks. Uh, I don't care if Cockrunner's playing or not. Marquette by a thousand. And you hate you hate you hate Calgary's grandpa, so that's why you're doing that. I don't. I, I you love don't care anymore about that. You have no thoughts, Calgary. I don't even remember the story. Well, no, I, I mean, he he's from Nebraska, so they used to they didn't have a track back then, so they used to just go up to the Creighton track, and that's where they would do cross uh, whatever track and fields. I mean, he didn't go to Creighton. I think he went to he went to Nebraska. But oh, so they hate each other. So shitting on Creighton is fine. How about this respect the state of Nebraska as a whole? There's good people up there. They always sell out their football games. Even I'm sure they they're suck. cool. I'm sure they're cool. And nothing else. They got nothing else out there but but sports. How many teeth? No, they just got like uh, corn everywhere. <laughs> they have teeth, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been there, but uh. You should go. This we've been we're going way off topic yeah. with this one game. <laughs> this guy um, bad, bro. Fuck. I'm gonna I don't I'm gonna roll with Rhode Island kid Tyler Kolak in the Marquette. Uh, and they're gonna damn I want to say Creighton to cover because I think a close game but I don't that's just too risky saying that their Creighton's gonna lose by one or two so I'll go Marquette cover and win. Well, I and hate, we're gonna yeah. seven seven. I hate to be boring. Yeah, I'm going with Marquette even though Kalkbrenner even though my sources are telling me Kalkbrenner's playing. I still think Marquette's gonna win in that home environment. They really, they rarely lose at home. That's a really good environment. Um, so yeah, Marquette's gonna win. They're gonna cover. Did your sources also tell you that Arson Judge was going to the San Francisco Giants? No, that is not. My sources know the spell. So okay, <laughs> that's that's at least you don't have at least you don't have John Heyman as your college basketball source. That yeah, would be that'd be bad. You think John Heyman, like if he did college basketball, he would actually be able to do a good job? Um, I mean, he does a good job for baseball. He usually does. Yeah, he, he usually does. does. He just so, tried. He just but tried he just to. Gone. He jumped the gun. I mean, every once in a while he does that, though. Every yeah. once in a he while. He just wanted to be it's the like, guy to break yeah, it. That was the, the biggest guy. story in years. So it definitely it wasn't confirmed, but he was just like, he thought it was going to be. I mean, the fact that he spelled. They got Correa, I guess. Yeah, he, uh, he did. But the fact that he spelled um, Aaron Arson also probably shows. That's why how quick, quick he was quick trying to get it out. Because he wanted to be first. All right, well, anyway, I'll talk about my under the radar game. Province at Seton Hall. 
tomorrow at noon. Um, so two teams that I would say I think it's fair to say. Wait, are you going to be there? Sources have confirmed that I will be <laughs> in the building. Joe Biden will be there, and then he's going to the game. Damn. John Heyman's also Joe Biden just loves Big Ten. Ba- I mean, Biggie's basketball. <laughs> he's going to the he's game. He's going to Georgetown Xavier first. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I will be in the building. Breaking news. Um. So two average. Oh, you're breaking news from inside the building. <laughs> yeah. So two average. I'd say they. It's fair to say they had average, not average non-conference performances. Really, nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think Seton Hall had more quality wins with Memphis, but they didn't have a. Providence didn't have the Siena loss. That is true. Um, but still, I would probably give Seton Hall the edge in non-conference quality slash performance. Um, so Seton Hall is minus four according to Nicosia's best friends metrics. Ken Pomeroy. Ken. Shout-outs, Ken. Um, but I got to ride with my guys. Seton Hall at home. Coming off, I mean, Drexel sucks, but, you know, they looked good. So I think Seton Hall is going to win. And I think I have Providence covering. I think Seton Hall wins like a two-point game. Low scoring. Well, I can never pick. A, I can never pick Providence, even if I kind of think they're gonna win. One because Providence rigged that game against URI that a couple weeks ago when I gave my prediction. I think they paid the refs that it's gonna come out in a couple weeks, according to my sources. <laughs> uh, and plus, we, we go to Seton Hall. I'm not gonna pick the rival school to begin with when I was a kid, playing the school that I now go to at the current moment. So. Plus, Jack Keenan's in the building. He's going to be behind the <laughs> behind the uh, hoop doing crazy stuff. And he's just so ugly that when you see him, you can't, oh, you can't make a free throw. Plus, if, uh, if they're lucky Nikos is, is not there either. If both of you guys are there, if you're shooting every, every, <laughs> everything's going to be an air ball. <laughs> I'll take I'll take Cino to win. And you know what? They're going to push. Not going to cover. They're, it's going to be a push. Cino is going to win by four. Uh, no, wait. Wait. They're going to push the Ken Palm spread. I don't know what the real spread is. They're going to push the four. I Googled it. I saw that Providence is favored by one and a half. That's what they're predicting. Providence is going to be favored? But it's not official. That's just like a website. Uh, that what would Nicosia say then? If <laughs> what website? So, I don't know. Some fucking badaction.com or some bullshit like that. I just Googled, you know, Seton Hall, Providence, real spread, and that's what popped up. But So, I th- it seems like the spread could range in between Seton Hall four to Providence minus one and a half. So, we'll see. I'm seeing points bet released at four and a half in favor of Seton Hall. Okay, well, there's you know everyone has their so opinions. Points bet, points bet did minus four and a half Seton Hall, so that's the line. That, do you want to just do four and a half and then say the Providence no, covers? No, 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 no. I want to keep my push. I want to keep my push. Minus four is what we. No, because then that sucks for the graphic. No, no, no. You got to pick a side. I want to keep my pick push. Pick a side. I want to keep my no, push. Pushing. Pick a side. I can't just say push. It's just very push in the bottom. No. What do you mean? Because I got to put a logo in the graphic if he, I'm doing one. He says Seton Hall's gonna win, but they're gonna push. If I'm doing a gra- which I'm not uh, even 100% sure I'm doing because I've still got a lot of work that i got to get done. Yeah, that's fine. And you don't care about the podcast, obviously. But. Yeah, you're yeah, right. The, the, the guy that, that edits every episode, that does that creates the doc, set and that, that makes every that, graphic that doesn't care about nerve. it. That one struck a nerve right there. I apologize. You do a lot. Thank I you. I don't know. I, 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 you can decide. I, I'm going to say that Tino wins by four points. You can okay, do whatever fine. you want, okay, I guess. Thank you. Asterisk next year. I'm also probably happens, like 90% chance I'm not even making a graphic, but just in the, in, in the case I do. So who you got in this game, Nikos? Um, I want a graphic. What? It looks cool on the Instagram. Okay, well, you know, it takes me like an hour and a half to get done. And I've got Cal- a lot of work, maybe, and I've got to make... Yeah, I maybe me and Calgary will cook one up. We'll see what we can You should. Yeah. And I've got to do research, because I'm announcing that the, I'm not going to be in the Prudential Center, like, like in case you haven't heard, Jack Keenan will be, yeah. because I've got to announce the women's game, so I've got to do research for that. So I've got just a lot on my plate, so I'm not going to probably be able to get a graphic out. I'm sorry if That's that fair. hurts you. But... Got a you women's know, game tomorrow, so I can't. I've got to do fucking research, bro. All day? I've got like four oh. assignments I still have to get done over the weekend, and I've got to get research done for the game. I've got to get all the opponent players' names down. i got to get their stats down. All right, that's fair. All right, well, make your pick regardless of that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be foolish to not go with Seton Hall. I mean, we're a Seton Hall podcast. We're going against a team. They're going against a team that they're probably better than against Providence. Providence hasn't shown me anything at all during the non-conference. Obviously, I know that Seton Hall had the bad loss against Siena, but they had big wins against Rutgers, Memphis. Their biggest problem that I saw was their uh, Seton Hall's free throw shooting, and they got better f- shooting from the line last game. I believe they were uh, at like 78% from the line last game, which is not amazing, but as a team, it's pretty solid, especially when they were shooting sub-70% from the line heading into the game. And Providence hasn't played anybody their best games Miami TCU and St. Louis all decent opponents but they lost to each one of them and then nobody else that they've played 
or even notable. Like Riders, the best other team they've played. Seton Hall's more battle-tested, uh, especially for a physical game. I think Seton Hall goes out there and they cover that spread. And hopefully for them it's a pretty easy game where you don't have to worry about it. I think, Cal, you want to wrap it up with your under-the-radar game? Yeah, the guy that does nothing for the pod is going to wrap it up for for everybody. Um, I'm going to go Texas A&M at Memphis, Saturday, 7 p.m. on ESPNU. Uh, the fake line is Memphis, uh, minus 8. Uh, Memphis, obviously, coming up that tough loss against Alabama on Tuesday night when they lost by 3. And then you have a uh, – one second – an M team that's still kind of looking for that first first big time win in the season. Um, they're, they're kind of looking for that. They lost some, a couple of tough losses. They're six and three. Maybe a team around the edge of the AP top twenty five. So not close. Big game. I'm talking. Big game for both teams. Six and three, seven three can can happen. Um, no decent. I'm gonna go. I'm talking. I'm gonna go Memphis to. He's gonna go Memphis. I'm gonna go Memphis to, to win. Cover, to win. And I'm going to go Texas A&M to cover. And he's going to go Texas A&M to cover. I think that they are going to have are. a solid game. going to be close in the second half. Memphis may pull away late. But, yeah, I think A&M is going to have a good performance. But Texas, I mean, Memphis will just be too much in the end. Yeah. Fuck you, Nicosia. Uh, so we go nine for nine. It looks like we're agreeing on every game. So, uh, Jeez. Yeah, I got Memphis. I think Memphis is the better team. Obviously, have the best player, Kendrick Davis. So I think – hope hope, This is if he plays – because he's, uh, he's questionable with the ankle. I don't know. I th- my well, the line's going to dr- Again, my sources, I've heard murmurs that he's going to suit up. He's going to play. Um, I think eight is a big spread, but I still think they'll cover it. I got Memphis winning and covering. Oh, so at least that's a little different. Yeah. That's the first difference that you have. A- yeah. No, no, you have Indiana covering too, right? Yes. Okay. I, yeah. So, slight. Providence covering, you have them pushing. I, didn't, I, I thought you didn't have Indiana covering. I don't remember. Whatever it is, we'll listen back. We'll listen back at some point here. I'm not going to post uh, anyway, so it doesn't even matter. Yeah, well, I mean, I still have it in my phone, so when I eventually make a graphic on how we're doing on the year, it'll be there. But I'm also with you, Jack. Uh, I think that it's a good idea. Memphis is a better team. Um, assuming that your sources are completely accurate because they're never wrong, uh, Kendrick Davis will be playing, and uh, even if he's not playing, I just don't really see much of a way, a path to victory for Texas A&M. I think they're the farly, farly, vastly, Inferior team. Memphis is at home. Uh, should cruise to a victory. And regardless of if Davis is playing or not, I think that they cover that eight-point spread. Okay. Gig em. So, uh, I guess that's all we got for a loaded weekend of college hoops. Nikos, you got any closing comments? Uh, well, I wanted to give a shout-out to Antoine Davis of Detroit Mercy for reaching a 3,000-point club. I think he was the ninth player to do so in NCAA history, I believe. Either the ninth or the eleventh player. I think the ninth. Um, he did that on Sunday or on Saturday, rather, but we didn't mention it on the Tuesday pod. Obviously, that was um, a bit more of a heavy podcast with uh, Chris Beard in the beginning. It just didn't fit it into the show. But wanted to recognize that level of greatness that had happened by Antoine Davis and just a couple of other games that you might want to keep an eye on for this weekend. Um, let's see. St. John's plays against Florida State at Florida State. Um, obviously, St. John's 10-1 on the year, but they have really not gotten a signature win. Not that Florida State will be that, but Florida State is in a 3-9, might be able to continue their uh, short little winning streak that they've got going, try and get some momentum going into ACC play. And you've got... It was 11, by the way. It was who was 11th player, not 9th. Just going to correct you there. Okay, thank you. I, I, I tweeted it out, and I didn't have my own tweet pulled up. So I don't want to thank, you for, thank you for the correction. False information. Thank you for the Factual. Thank you for the factual correction. Um, it, it's much appreciated. Then you've got Temple against Ole Miss at 5 p.m. Saturday on SEC Network. Um, Ole Miss probably should go out and win that game, but Temple, as we've seen, uh, can go out there and score a lot if they need to. They've been really inconsistent this year, but if they get this one more decent win before going into conference play, could be big for them. Uh, UConn goes on the road against Butler Saturday at 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Um, UConn my top team in the country right now, like I said earlier, but going on the road to Butler, Hinkle Fieldhouse, anything can happen. Both of our top teams. Yeah. Both of our top teams, rather. Okay. Um, Drake plays St. Louis in a good mid-major matchup at 8 p.m. Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. You mentioned uh, Notre Dame, Georgia. I did not. Uh, both 7-3 teams, so maybe a little. Georgia Georgia's making a, a, yeah. a few 
strides towards being a better team than they were last year. But I think they're still a ways away, but that could be a sneaky one. Uh, Nebraska against Kansas State, Saturday at 7 p.m. And I believe that's all for Saturday. Looking at Sunday, Sanford goes on the road and plays Texas. Texas uh, obviously struggled against Rice. They still have um, the associate head coach, forgetting his name at the moment, but as the coach now. Sanford, 3-6 and six on the year. They could go out and get this big win, though. Maybe they could get their season back on the track. And that looks like that's about... I mean, Auburn, Auburn USC. USC, that's also true. Um, USC, not nearly as good as they were last year. But they're hosting Auburn, an Auburn team, which has a lot of skeptics out there. Uh, that game could actually turn out to be good, so that was a, a good call there. I kind of think Buffalo-West Virginia could be like a... No, Buffalo stinks. West Virginia's home? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so then West Virginia should probably <clears throat> take care of that. And maybe if you really want to be optimistic, Washington State, Baylor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A game that could that could late night game Sunday night you know you never know you never know those kind of games but uh, can't wait uh, for this weekend's gonna be, gonna be awesome, awesome gonna slate. be loaded, loaded yeah. gonna be loaded those are most of the games that we'll be watching out for um, but thank you again for listening to this episode of Three Point Play I'm Justin Nicosia I'm Jack Heenan and as always I'm Patrick Cowger you said that while you were yawning yeah, are you sleepy like sleepy Patrick yeah. Cowger no I was roaring ah as always. <laughs> Patrick Cowger. I hope you never do that again. But thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode. If you want to know when our episodes go live, uh, we'll, we try to keep you updated on our social media. Well, I was going to say, I'm not sure if we're going to record again or if we don't before Christmas. I was going to say, I'm Merry well, Christmas. We probably will. Yeah, yeah, it's we'll going to be close. Go on Zoom. Maybe two. No, we'll it, go on Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, well, if we don't. Anyway. But yeah, stay tuned to our, our social media there in our description. It's also Three Point Play Pod on Instagram and three-point underscore play on Twitter. Uh, We'll tweet out or post on our stories or something whenever we're posting. So if we record over break, when we record over break, you'll be able to find out there. Take care. All right. Happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas.